0: When we exited the movie, Dylan said, I just have one question. And I said, was it, why was Shang-Chi's father hotter than Shang-Chi? And he said, no. It's, which one was Aquafina again? And I was just like, I'm not, like, that's so obvious. Uh, she was Awkwafina sitting right between
1: is. you and Kristen on the armrest. Uh,
0: yes, exactly. No, that, no, that was Dasani. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's It was horrible tap water in the tiniest cup that <laughs> regal can offer you <laughs> they're like oh do you just need a sip of water well here you go we've got the perfect thing for you oh you
1: like the free water good we have these uh, thimble monopoly pieces
0: exactly <laughs> Oh, you'd like some free water. Well, there's some water fountains outside each theater, so just you'll just have to exit and drink and then go back in.
1: <laughs> oh, oh you, you'd like some free water? Oh, uh, just light a fire after you sit down. The sprinklers will turn <laughs> oh, on. good God. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Let's Run That Back. I'm Cody. I'm Matt. We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter, and today we will be talking about some trailers and something Matt's been watching. We will also hop on a bus with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. You can and you can do better. I get <laughs> I just don't want to say we'll we'll pick a fight with Shang-Chi it, I, We'll drink some Aquafina.
1: You can do better.
0: How about we'll accessorize with, uh... <laughs> we'll with accessorize... Ten Rings. We'll accessorize with Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And we will ponder the question, what if, at the end. So without further ado, let's run that back. I wanted to talk about some trailers before anything. And... You know, since we're talking about Marvel anyway, did you see the video game announcement that came out recently? I mean, Spider-Man it might end 2? up. There was another one.
1: Guardian uh, Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. The
0: same people making the Spider-Man games are making a Wolverine game. Mm, we'll see. You just want to wait to see the M rating on that game before yes. it's actually <laughs> wanting to be played. But speaking of trailers, I want to know what you think about the matrix resurrections trailer that came out
1: much like dylan leaving the shang chi movie i just have one question
0: oh okay Uh uh-huh
1: and i think i know the answer okay why was only morpheus recast which okay well (laughs) i think that it's Oh, man, it's 2021, and Keanu Reeves still looks great. Oh, my God, it's 2021, and Carrie Ann, Carrie Ann Moss still looks great. They didn't it's
0: age. 2021,
1: and Lawrence Fishburne... <laughs> Oof.
0: Look, I think it's very, very, very possible that Lawrence Fishburne does somehow show up in the movie as Morpheus. Uninvited. And that I think that it's... I'm not gonna... It's not like I'm super hyped, like, oh, my God, he better be in it and stuff but it's possible that that's all marketing and he actually is in a cameo role or something like that but i don't fully remember 100% everything that happened in reloaded and revolutions well isn't revolutions? this
1: one doesn't this one revolutions doesn't this one kind of like cancel those
0: i don't know for sure it i, found I, I some guess old i don't know enough from about those it those two movies <laughs> i think that what it is is that the end of the of the third matrix which i guess spoilers for the third matrix movie. <laughs>
1: Keanu Reeves is Jesus.
0: I think that they rebooted the matrix and
1: and this new one is
0: a rebooted right. matrix which is why morpheus is younger. Right. And people are thinking maybe Carrie-Anne Moss's character is just a program that like, you know, Neo is in the matrix and they're using this program to keep him, like, distracted so he doesn't go right. back. Right. Whatever. All I know is that there were many questions I had watching that trailer, but all I know is that the action looked, like, insane. It's going to be awesome. How cool it I looks. I
1: can't wait.
0: I said to Kristen, I literally do not care if this movie makes absolutely no sense. That's not why to. I'm going to go see that movie. But I think it will. I think it's going to be <laughs> yeah. good. It looked, the trailer was great. I'm glad we're on the same page with the Matrix Resurrections trailer. Is Jonathan Goff the architect? That's what I'm thinking. Online, people were thinking maybe Neil Patrick Harris was, but I feel like Neil Patrick Harris is more in tune with like an agent, like keeping him distracted. And I think Jonathan Goff is the architect.
1: That's that's the one thing that I was disappointed about in the trailer. And I say disappointed, but like it's a trailer. I don't you don't need to give me everything. Right. But the whole time I was being like I just want it to end be like Matrix whatever the fourth one is called. And then you just hear you don't even have to see him. I just wanted to hear Mr Anderson.
0: Yeah, I know. We'll see. I don't know if he's in there. Does he even act anymore? I haven't seen Hugo weaving in forever.
1: But to be fair, when you did see him before, you've only seen him in, like, three things.
0: Yeah, you're right. The Matrix, Lord of the Rings, and V for Vendetta. And I Captain meant America.
1: Captain America. Nobody likes Lord of the Rings. It's not a popular movie at all.
0: That's a very weird thing to say on a film podcast. But
1: moving not, past Not it, as weird as, oh, I had a great feeling watching Hereditary.
0: So anyway, the Hawkeye trailer <laughs> also came out. And... The Hawkeye trailer came out. What do you think of that?
1: I'm gonna watch it.
0: Is it just that you don't care about Hawkeye as a character? Is that what, like, gives you pause? Here's the thing. The Christmas aspect to it brings so much to it that it actually made me excited to watch it. And they needed to add something like that, because who? why would I watch a Hawkeye show?
1: Because Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh are gonna be in it, and Florence that's exciting. Pugh's gonna be in it? did we not watch the end of black widow
0: oh oh because that's her, her next target right, right, right and that's who's playing is it is that kate bishop in the trailer did yeah they ever say the name yeah that's gonna be awesome there's just gonna be all those scenes in between where clint barton is in it that's gonna be the worst part of the show
1: I, they're trying too hard to be die hard
0: <laughs> because of the whole christmas thing and everything but he's not in a building
1: with the action and the the big buildings. And I don't know. I I just, what if
0: they're trying to be more like home alone? You don't know. Be Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, the fact that it's Christmas is the only thing that's making me excited for it. And Kate Bishop, I completely forgot about the Yelena, 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 Yelena thing. But I thought it was pretty good. I thought that the trailer was, like, really exciting and gave a really good impression of the tone they're going for. And so I'm excited for it. Not as excited as Matrix Resurrections, but I'm excited for Hawkeye.
1: Look, I was not excited for Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I ended up enjoying it. I was iffy about Loki before it started. Obviously, I ended up enjoying it. Loving that one. You dude. know? We'll talk about what if later. I'm going to watch
0: Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm sure I'll end up enjoying
1: it, but I'm not excited
0: for it. All right. So what have you been watching that, that you're excited about?
1: So I started, I've only watched the first episode, but I started only Murders in the Building.
0: Oh, okay. That's with, ready for this guys? Fill in the blank. It's with Steve Martin, Martin Short, right? And blank. Did did you say Selena Gomez? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you were right <laughs> i'm telling you that is one of the weirdest castings i've ever seen
1: but <laughs> i and i agreed i was like steve martin i'm
0: already in martin short yeah.
1: i'm double in selena gomez
0: <laughs> okay i oh, mean okay i loved the wizards of waverly place let's see what <laughs> they do now <laughs> um
1: again i've only watched one episode right but i'm very i'm hooked i'm very intrigued
0: And it it is, it is obviously, obviously it's a comedy, but it has an aspect of a murder mystery, right?
1: It's, it's not terribly funny so far.
0: Oh, good God.
1: Like some of the, some of the interactions are comical. Right. And I'm sure there will be more of that, but it's, it's three people who all live in the same building in, in New York. They are all like kind of obsessed with true crime. And then something happens in the building and they start investigating it and then they start their own true crime podcast.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look into it because I have been, because it's on Hulu and I've been like going on there to watch Handmaid's Tale and I see it and I'm just like so intrigued by, you know, just that whole setup. Right. So it's good to know that at least one episode of it is good. We can yeah. vouch for that. Yeah. Let's run that back and tell you one episode, good. Two <laughs> episode, I don't know. We'll, we'll have see. to see. So yeah, I'm actually interested in watching that. I also know that we were interested in watching shang chi and the legend of the ten rings and so we we did watch that and so that's yes we what did. we're talking about yes and you know i was very surprised by it in a lot of ways uh what did you think
1: i thought ten rings was a lot of rings <laughs> it is yes i didn't right. think they really needed that many rings right they could have saved a couple of rings for the sequel
0: Right, okay. What was it about the rings that you weren't really a fan of? Just uh, just the quantity? Mostly the quantity. Yeah. Um, That's a lot of rings. It was just a lot of rings to
1: follow. It for was a lot movie. of rings, yeah. You know, I, I, I can keep track
0: of like a few rings. Definitely. One ring is way too few. Really easy. Yeah, that would have been a really simple plot. It, it's too, it's
1: too, nobody likes three movies about one ring, right? Right, right to rule them all especially when yeah especially when the ring and the title is plural but uh, maybe you could have done five in the first movie and five in the second movie
0: right are they are they gonna do a sequel i mean i don't know it didn't seem like they left it very open-ended what i'm wondering i guess the thing that me and i'm sure a bunch of other listeners are thinking is I don't think anyone was terribly concerned with the rings the whole movie, so I'm wondering why you were so confused by it. Ten rings was was w- really easy to follow. There's just five on each arm, which really are bracelets. If there's anything you should be mad at, it's the the rings. Well, it was the legend of the ten rings, not the ten yes. bracelets. Right. That's what's weird is they were on their forearms.
1: Oh, Yes, I also thought that that was weird.
0: Let me ask you this. Was it weird to you when they did that crossover in the after credit scene where Sonic showed up and stole the Ten Rings? Ooh, I feel like this is a trick question. (laughs) The part that I thought was weird is that it (laughs) took
1: place (laughs) at a Sonic.
0: The drive-in. Right. All right. So I'm getting this feeling that I had when we did Cherry... That you didn't see this movie.
1: (laughs) Cherry wasn't... Was Cherry in this one?
0: (laughs) Cherry wasn't in this movie. Tom Holland exists within the universe, but his character of Cherry... that's
1: what I noticed when I was watching the movie. Was that he
0: wasn't in it. Okay, (laughs) well, Matt didn't watch Shang-Chi. I have a newborn baby. (laughs) Yeah, he does. And so I'm actually going to be reviewing this movie with a guest... Um, so we're going to move over to that and then Matt's going to come back later. So see you later, Matt. Okay. So I am now sitting with Kristen and Dylan, um, my SO and my SOB, respectively, so that we can talk about Shang-Chi because these two have actually seen the movie. I just want to give a little bit of information about Shang-Chi. It is a Marvel movie. The full title is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, written by David Callaham, Destin Daniel Cretton, and Andrew Lantham. It is starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, Tony Leung, Meng Er Jang, Fala Chen, Michelle Yeoh, ben kingsley among others just a really quick summary for the film it honestly a lot happened in this one but um a really quick one is that shang chi was trained to be an assassin as a child by his crime lord father his father wields the legendary 10 rings giving him amazing powers after escaping shang chi grew up normal with his friend katie After being attacked by his dad's henchmen, Shang-Chi and Katie team up with Shang-Chi's badass sister Xia Ling. All three of them, along with their mother's village, Trevor Slattery from Iron Man 3, and a mythical creature named Morris, defeat their father, leaving Shang-Chi in possession of the Ten Rings. Oh yeah, there was also a dragon called the Great Protector and a giant demon monster that fought, but it was kind of tough to naturally fit them in. So now I'm sitting here, as I said before, with Kristen, who you guys know from Fear Street. Hello, Kristen. Hi there. Not that she's in Fear Street, but that she was on the first Fear Street podcast that we did about part one, 1994. You weren't in Fear Street, right?
2: No, but glad to be back.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) Thanks for being back. I also have Dylan here, which is Kristen's brother. So my significant other's brother, my SOB. And my brother, he has been on the podcast in spirit because he has been sitting next to Matt and I a couple of times, but this is the first time he's been allowed to talk. So, hey, Dylan. Hi, Cody. Hopefully that didn't blow out anyone's ears, but (laughs) it didn't. It didn't peak. My voice is (laughs) peaking way more than yours. (laughs) So I think that we should start at the positives for this movie, which... You know, the last time we talked about a Marvel movie was Black Widow, because that's the most recent one that came out, and I feel like that one was way heavier on the negatives, and I think this will be the exact opposite, but that remains to be seen now that I'm talking to you guys about it. So, first off, did you guys like the movie, Kristen?
2: Yeah, definitely. I liked it a lot.
0: And Dylan? Yes. Good. I'm glad we're keeping this really short. We'll be out of here in like a cool 10 minutes. Answer the question.
1: So make
3: sure
0: you... (laughs) We'll be out of here so fast, though. Oh, God, we're peaking because I'm being funny. (laughs) 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 But just know (laughs) it. Well, I also really liked it. And um, it was, I think, without, you know, giving away just how much I liked it, but... It's definitely one of the best origin story movies that Marvel has made, um, which kind of brings up a question just going off on a little tangent here. I was looking up all of the origin story Marvel movies, so pretty much the first one in each series, and obviously there's Iron Man, Captain America, the first Avenger, Captain Marvel. Would you guys count Guardians of the Galaxy 1 as an origin story Marvel movie? Yes. Yeah.
3: Well, not really an origin, I guess. More like the first time we see them, right?
2: But, like, it and shows that count? <laughs> Star-Lord's, like, storyline with, like, how when he was a kid and how he got into space and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking because I I have a list on Letterboxd of, like, I'm ranking the Marvel movies and I couldn't decide if Guardians of the Galaxy was above Shang-Chi or not and stuff. And then I was trying to decide as far as origin story movies go, which one's above what. And I was like, does that count? And so... If it does, that obvi- that kind of knocks <laughs> Shang-Chi back or up, depending on whether or not it is. But hmm. you guys can email I mean, us and I let us know. I would love I to hear it something.
2: Because I guess it would depend on, like, because Star-Lord doesn't become Star-Lord in the movie. Like, you do see his backstory, but then he's already Star-Lord by the time, like, the yeah, movie yeah. starts. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends on how you view what an origin story is.
0: Yeah, now we're getting too philosophical, so <laughs> I'm going to pull us back because, um, again, we really got to get out of here pretty fast. So I have, for my positives, I have quite a few things written down, but I'm interested in what you guys have because I don't want to skew your results, and I want to make sure that you guys talk with your own opinions first. So so what did you what did you like about the movie, Dylan? <laughs> Kristen just wow. pointed at Dylan. I'm like, make bus. him go first.
3: <laughs> or you can I'll say, go first. okay, sure. You go first.
0: Yep, so <laughs> I think so. I liked so. I think that you're being like Matt right now, by the way, <laughs> and that's not it a is. good quality. You don't want to be like Matt. My positives are: I liked the fight choreography a lot. I want to say specifically the bus fight scene was probably the best one, and it was like the first one, so. Unfortunately for the movie, it was all downhill from there in fight choreography, but... I don't think so. It was still awesome throughout, but that bus scene was so cool. And having the bus, like, splitting apart and, like, turning over and, like, going this way and that way while also inside they're fighting and they're utilizing the gravity shifts of the bus. It was just so much, and it really delivered on pretty much every front. And I don't know if Simulio was, like, doing all of the moves himself or if they were you know mixing in stunt guys and stuff like that but boy did it look like he was and so I thought that was amazing
2: yeah the choreography of all of the fights was really impressive just like it felt so intricate and like I don't even know how people plan and like figure out how you go from one move to another and then also on top of that Figuring out how to film it in the way so that you can see how it goes from one thing to another without it getting all jumbled up. It just, it felt, like, natural. You could see all of the different moves and fights while it was also cutting to different things and it was just done really well
0: right the camera work the camera work showed it really well it showed everything it needed to show they utilized the space they were in really well no matter where they were because they were on a bus they were on the side of a building at one point they were in a beautiful meadow at one point um And something that is a critique a lot about movies that have a lot of fights in them is what the background is doing, because I don't know if you guys have seen in like Star Wars Episode Eight, there's actually some pretty funny moments where you'll see stormtroopers just falling down in the background, even though they haven't been touched or anything (laughs) happens in The Dark Knight Rises, too. But as far as I could see, you didn't get a lot of that. Everything was organic and everyone moved when it made sense to move. What do you think of the choreography, Dillo.
3: Yeah, I mean, I really liked it too. I like like the more classic feeling of the fighting cuz I know in Marvel movies, like obviously there's a lot of like superpowers and like stuff like that. Oh yeah. And that's good too, but I think I personally like like this kind of fighting more. Hand to hand. Yeah. Well, and like feet to feet like everything. Of course, but, yes. But at least for me personally, like the 10 rings, obviously a main plot point of the movie, but they didn't seem like some crazy superpower, as much as like a lot of other stuff does. So I like that that didn't take the focus off like the really good fighting that they were kind of just like metal rings flying around, and they weren't that big of a deal, even though I know they're really powerful. But
0: yeah, and so you got you got some really classic like martial arts style fighting and things like the bus scene and the on the building scene. You got the like over the top superhero type fighting in the end of the movie with the monsters and the ten rings being used and you got that like dance like choreography oh, when beautiful. the the father and the the mother met and were fighting and it was it was literally like they were dancing but with fight choreography The music, the visuals, the fighting, all of that, especially in that meadow scene, were phenomenal.
2: Yeah, the meadow scene was my favorite fight scene just because it did, like you said, feel like a dance. And like the wire work, I loved that like you felt like they were floating through Mm -hmm. the air. And it was obviously like not realistic, but it was just such a cool style.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it makes you think back to things like what they were referencing like crouching tiger hidden dragon and tons of other movies that I haven't even seen where they have that floating magical aspect to the fighting oh my god it's so cool so that that's one of the positives I thought the acting from all the lead actors were really good there was uh, Tony Leung the the father the like main villain of the movie really had a level of class that I don't think anyone needed from him but he brought it and he was incredible throughout the whole thing and then Aquafina and Simu Liu's chemistry the whole time as as the friends, the main friends, was really um, addicting to watch. You just wanted more scenes with them talking and bantering and possibly being in love, but also just being friends.
2: I hope they do stay friends.
3: Me too.
0: It'll never happen, but I, agree. I want them to stay friends. <laughs> I, agree. I just I really
2: like that it's like a nice friendship.
0: Yeah, uh, platonic dynamic.
2: Yeah, and that they just like rely on each other. I just think that would be a good example of a strong friendship in a movie.
0: And at least you have this one for that. Anyway, uh, (laughs) moving forward, as far as a Marvel movie goes, the plot of this one was super engaging to me. The fact that you had the present day stuff with Shang-Chi and his family and his friend Katie learning of this whole past that he had. But then even when you have the flashbacks to the father meeting the mother, the flashbacks to Shang-Chi and his sister Xia Ling, when they're like kids and him learning to be an assassin, there was just so many layers to all of it. And it was like two hours and 20 minutes, but I felt like I wasn't bored at all the whole time. The plot was honestly really good and way more... Complex than I would have expected from a Marvel movie, especially the first time you're meeting the character. I feel like a lot of movies might have been scared to get too complicated, but this one juggled it all really well. I gotta bring up Morris, and I know that Dylan probably would have brought up Morris if I hadn't initially. But Morris is the mythical creature from um, the mother's like home village. He is what. Katie calls a chicken pig looking thing, pretty much no face, four limbs, bird's wings, big fluffy chonker.
2: And absolutely adorable.
3: And the best character.
0: Didn't even say one word, but Dylan's better. Better acting than the whole cast. (laughs) Morris was great. The last thing that I have for positives are the visual effects because, you know, there can be some parts that maybe don't look the best, but... The great protector dragon at the end of the movie looked real to me. And it was insane watching this thing fly around and fight and look at characters. And it gave off this, like, presence that was immediately transfixing if that's a word and it was just gorgeous to look at.
2: Yeah the dragon was really cool it reminded me of the dragon from Spirited Away Mm. but then it was like a realistic version and so it was just so captivating to watch it like fly through the air with like how long its body was I just it was like mesmerizing. I completely
3: forgot about that Spirited Away dragon and that is exactly what it looked like. It kind of reminded me of Shenron from Dragon Ball Z which is like kind of the same effect of like seeing it animated versus real life but
0: kind of remind me of that that's the wish dragon yeah yeah
3: it's like the same shape at least I
0: yeah think. it's that long yeah boy. <laughs> poor girl so that was my my positives i also just realized i wrote down the humor of the movie that mostly comes from katie and shang chi's dynamic together um specifically the airplane scene where they're interrupted by the flight attendant wanting to know what food they want like That whole thing was hilarious. Uh, Katie making fun of Shang for changing his name to Sean when he went into hiding and how (laughs) similar that is. (laughs) The humor was honestly one of the best things. And seeing someone on Letterboxd say that it wasn't even that funny or something, I had to throw this in there because people are stupid.
3: Yeah, people are stupid.
2: (laughs) Another thing that I really appreciated about the movie was the aspect of the Chinese culture incorporated into it. I assume, like, they got experts to make sure that it was accurate. I you hope it You would hope was. so.
0: Yeah, if <laughs> um, not, if, if anyone, if you're Chinese or Chinese-American or, like, can actually attest to how accurate it was, definitely email us because I'd like to know. I do know that Simu Liu did have some, like, um, sway around the production and was able to kind of add little details here and there. And they actually listened to him according to, like, trivia
2: and in regards to the culture, I just really appreciated that they were actually speaking Mandarin when it made sense for the characters to be speaking it. Because that's something that really pulls me out of movies sometimes is when they're in a country that doesn't speak primarily English and then everyone's just speaking English. When Especially when there are two characters that would obviously be speaking a different language. So I really appreciated that when there are situations where the two characters would probably be speaking Mandarin primarily, they were actually speaking the language.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there is also that kind of weird thing where it's like, is the movie translating this for me? Is that what's happening right now? Or why are they speaking English?
3: Uh, yeah. Like I do remember, I think like the very like first opening scene possibly was like in Mandarin for a good amount of time. And that throughout the movie happening, just like took me by surprise and definitely made it more engaging for me. Cause I feel like, Usually, especially like larger scale movies like that tend to shy away from that because they're worried about people not wanting to read and stuff like that.
0: Right.
2: I'm kind of glad that we've been watching so much anime recently (laughs) with the subtitles because it made it so easy for me to read the subtitles and I didn't even like really notice it.
3: Highly recommend Attack on Titan. (laughs) If you uh, think Thanos guess, was right, you'll really
0: like their plans Ill. in oh, Attack Just on Titan. <laughs> Anything you like, Dylan, other than Attack on Titan? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Dylan's like, I Just didn't like, I like this movie. Else. <laughs> <laughs> Loved the movie, didn't like much about it. Though. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the not-so-positive. Um, I had mentioned that the acting from the lead actors was good. I mentioned that because some of the side acting, especially i mean i feel terrible to throw him under the bus no pun intended but razor fist i I just thought that every line he said sounded like they had yelled it to him from behind the camera and he was repeating it back to them but not actually giving any sort of character to it and even when they stole his car i was expecting some sort of moment where he's like that's my car or something and he like did not react at all The only time I saw any sort of difference in emotion from him is when all of a sudden he had love at first sight with the sister when they were on the battlefield or something. And at that point, I was like, go fuck yourself, dude.
2: Yeah, I think we all agreed that we just wish he was Amos from The Expanse.
0: Yes, they should have cast Wes Chatham as that character. And clearly they wanted to and could not get him.
3: I feel like they tried to make him Amos too. Because Amos is kind of like just like straightforward and monotone like that yes. but does it in like a way that seems real and threatening yeah Where either way it? it just failed there
0: wasn't scared of that guy at all all right so I know that Kristen's gonna speak up here but one of my other negatives is that the sister Xiaoling I feel like every character hated her and that would have been fine if there was like an explanation for it but the fact that it never came it was just like why does everyone hate this woman yeah the
2: poor woman. Every time, like, there was a scene in which Sha-Ling. Shang-Chi was meeting someone, it was like he got so much praise and they were so proud of him. And then they would just turn to Xia Ling and be like, oh, hi.
0: And it, w- it made sense from the dad because he was a bad guy and he clearly, like, liked having a son more than a daughter or whatever it was. But then when they met the- their aunt, she was like, oh, hi, Xia Ling. Cool to see you. And then was like, Shang-Chi, you look just like your mother. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, she like literally like waved at Shaoling and then like hugged Shang-Chi or something.
2: <laughs> and even <laughs> in the flashbacks with the mom, you really didn't see the mom interact with Shaoling very much either. I just like felt bad for her the whole time.
0: Yeah, so unless in like the sequel they're gonna reveal some sort of thing about the daughter that like we are not aware of and that's gonna make that make more sense. I don't know, but For me, that's a not so positive part because she was one of the most badass characters and then no one liked her except for, well, Shang-Chi did at the very end, but that was kind of it.
2: And her story really didn't wrap up when it hit the credits. Um, And so if you haven't seen the after credits scene, pause this and go watch it. But I was glad that she was at least in the after credits scene because that was the only way that they wrapped her story up at all. Um, They just kind of left her hanging until it got to that scene in which she took over her father's compound and kind of started her own little group going. So hopefully that'll be in movies coming up so that we'll get more of her story.
0: I would say more like she restarted her group because she already had that one and now they're at the compound. And it's actually almost like the movie also had the same thing where they ended Shang-Chi's story and then they went, oh, shit, (laughs) what's happening (laughs) with (laughs) Shelling Um, and then my other not-so-positive is literally nothing else. That was, Those were the only faults with the whole movie. Is there anything I didn't say that you guys
3: have?
2: That was the only fault I had to bring up.
0: Okay.
3: Like, I mentioned it before, and I don't really know if it's necessarily a negative, but it's just, like, something that, like, left me feeling, like, not confused, but, like, I guess just curious is the same thing about the rings not really they were made out to be like this insane power oh mm -hmm. and i kind of feel like at least personally like i never really saw that and they weren't that impressive like i understand like how they're powerful based on how they were described but i feel like how they were shown like didn't seem that crazy to me at least
0: it seemed like he was um the father was really good at toppling toppling regimes i guess that had no defense against the rings which was pretty much everything in the world except for the mother's village and so in that dance meadow fight scene she overpowers him and wins the fight and that's like the first person that's ever put up a fight and actually won against him and then the only other person that we see in the movie beat him is Shang-Chi using his mother's fighting style And so I'm guessing that it has something to do with this mythical land's fighting style can defeat it, but no other land can. And we just didn't get to see much of it is probably where it comes from.
2: Yeah, I also took it more as like, the real power is that you can, you're immortal when you're wearing them. And so like, you don't age. Mm -hmm. And then like, they're just powerful enough that if anyone were to attack you, you can just kill them easily. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe in the future we'll see if they can do, like, really big, like, powerful things. But I kind of feel like they were just, they're just powerful enough to keep you living forever.
0: And I would say, if they were looking to cast someone that is supposed to look like he has gracefully aged like a fine wine, Tony Leung was the (laughs) perfect casting. So, I I do have some questions for you guys um, to see what you guys think here. So... How does Shang-Chi compare to other Marvel movie origin stories to you? Because I already said that I like it. I would put it very high. But where would you put it compared to, you know, Iron Man and Captain America, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Guardians of the Galaxy, maybe? Thor. <laughs> better than Thor. I can start for Kristen there. It's better than Thor. Yeah,
2: I would say my <laughs> scale at the bottom starts as at Thor. I haven't actually gone through and, like, ranked them all, but I just... There's a special place in my heart that puts Thor at the bottom. <laughs> Shang Chi, I really liked. I would also put him in the top half. I don't know exactly where, but and I would say Black Panther is probably my favorite.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this. I'm pretty sure that this is the only origin story I've seen like in theaters, like on release. So like that could be making it bias, and I haven't seen a lot of the other ones in a while. But I would say that it's like top three for me Mm -hmm. only possibly rivaled by Black Panther and Guardians of the Galaxy if we're counting that
0: right which that's what's crazy is looking at my list of all the Marvel movies when I was just looking at the just looking at the origin story movies Shang-Chi I'm like oh it's got to be top three but then when I went and looked it was like seventh on my list as far as origin story movies go and so I can't really bring myself to fight my own ranking, but what I have above it is Spider-Man Homecoming, mm. Black Panther, Iron Man 1, Captain America 1, Guardians of the Galaxy, if you count that, and then Shang-Chi. So that's How like, many are there? That's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So Shang-Chi would be 6th if we count Guardians of the Galaxy, 5th if we don't. I'm going to not count it and say that it's in my top 5 then, but... Yeah, Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man is just, I mean, it's so vanilla at this point, but he's just the best. Yeah,
2: I do love Tom Holland. <laughs>
0: well, we're talking about Spider-Man here, Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's good. So it's definitely a top contender, whether or not, I don't know, at least in feeling, it's really high up there. Who is your favorite character in the movie? Morris. Yeah, I, obviously. He liked the one that didn't speak and was in it for 10 minutes.
2: <laughs> oh, you know, I think I would say the ant. The hmm. mom's sister I don't know what her name is but her I don't name know I in real like life is
0: Michelle Yeoh and I did like her as well it's really tough for me I want to say Xia Ling, just mostly because of her outfits if I'm being honest <laughs> like she really had the best best fits in the MCU can we say that
2: well what about Katie's pants
0: Katie's pants were great, and the fact that Xiaoling specifically pointed them out (laughs) gives them higher quality. I think I'm going to go with Xiaoling, but very close in second place is the dad. Pretty much the Mandarin is who he's supposed to be, but Tony Leung was just so good in that role. He's going to be hard to forget when we're watching other Marvel villains that are not near as charismatic as he is. The third question is, do you guys know which character was played by (laughs) Aquafina?
3: That's a stupid question. I think I—that's I, the feeling I get. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, well, I think that's a pretty obvious one for everyone out there, like Dylan. It was yeah, Katie. like it was. <laughs> it was. It, it, was, was, it, was, it, it was, was. It was. It was Katie. It was Katie. Yeah, Dylan. Knows Cody that. asked after the theaters. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> Do you guys remember have...
2: Shang Ling? It was Katie.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. So let's talk star ratings then. I would say using the patented, not actually patented, let's run that back system. I end up giving Shang Chi four stars as i said definitely one of the best marvel origin movies and it's definitely in you know the top 15 marvel movies
2: i would also give it four stars
0: but with no comments that's how strong her star power is so dylan <laughs> what would you say four and he says four because it's easier to go with the pack than to come up with your own uh...
3: actually a two
0: but morris was in it a five Okay, so so we got a four, a four, a four, a two, and a five. So do with that what you will, everyone.
3: Would you guys recommend this? Uh, duh. Definitely. I already have.
0: I would recommend it too. The, the follow-up question I have to that, though, is imagine you're talking to someone who has never watched any Marvel movies at all and is like, oh, this Shang-Chi sounds cool. Should I go see this?
2: I mean, your coworker Gina said that she watched it and she loved it and she hasn't seen any of them. And if she liked it, then sure.
0: Yeah, she did. And also they specifically point out in the movie calling people named Gina Gina. And so I really appreciate that as someone that knows a Gina. I think that wraps up Shang-Chi. Thanks, Dylan and Kristen, for being here.
2: Thanks for having me.
3: You're welcome.
0: Dylan's like it was
2: your
3: privilege.
0: (laughs) All right, let's (laughs) let's swing it back to me and Matt.
3: Hi, I'm Matt. Oh God, okay, I'm (laughs) cutting this out. Uh,
0: Hey, yeah, woo, that was good. With about I, we're done talking about Shang chi Oh, hey, Matt, there you are.
1: They're not even gonna mention the rings. (laughs) So if
0: those, yeah, do you understand the rings better now, Matt? Now that you've heard the thing with the guest. I'm going to have to watch the movie again, I guess. Okay. Well, the thing that I want to talk about now, because we, you know, we're doing another Marvel episode. Might as well keep it rolling, because I know that's what our mom loves to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) I want us to ponder the question, what if? Because that show, What If?, has been going on, and we haven't talked about it once. I think that there's been one, two, three, four, five episodes so far.
1: There's been, what if Peggy was Captain America? Yes. What if T'Challa was Star-Lord? What if
0: all the Avengers were killed?
1: What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands?
0: What if zombies? zombies? Which was very well said. What if zombies? (laughs) Now... First first thing, right off the block, the intro of the show is the Watcher is the character explaining how he watches all these events from, you know, the Cosmos. And he says, now come with me and ponder the question. And the title of the show comes up, what if? And he goes, what if? Why's he got to say it? Like I see it in the text, I want it so bad for because him to be like. Because he has
1: one of the greatest voices of all
0: time. <laughs> you just want him to keep talking. Yeah, he's like, "Come with me and ponder the question," and then it could be like,
1: doo, 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 doo,
0: doo, doo, and then it like goes out, you know. It's and the I guy used...
1: from uh, it's Bernard from Westworld, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, Jeffrey Wright, Beatty from The Hunger Games for our for our hungry. Hippos out there. <laughs> you know, that's what the fans of Hunger Games are called. It's oh, the Hungry, hungry hippos. hippos. Yes. um It doesn't really make sense because there's no hippos in the Hunger Games, and there's not really a ton of hunger shown in the Hunger Games. But
1: either oh, plenty way, plenty of beads.
0: Plenty of beads. So, the
1: marbles, damn it.
0: Yes, Jeffrey Wright is the watcher, and he does have a phenomenal voice. I think the animation style of the show is awesome
1: yeah it's really cool
0: whether the lips match the the words or not i don't really care but... <laughs> and i think that my favorite so far i don't know about what yours is but i think my favorite has been the dr strange one so far
1: my favorite has been the dr strange one and it's not even close
0: it was crazy because you know they've done a lot so of these dark where they they like kind of rehashed the movie we've seen a little bit they did that with the captain america peggy one they did it with the um t'challa one kind of like they kind of did some um guardians of the galaxy stuff that we'd seen but they just put t'challa into it they even kind of did it with the one with the avengers being killed where they like showed us the events of thor but you know with this or that so they kind of keep doing that but Mm -hmm. the doctor strange one to me thor
1: iron man 2 and incredible hulk all put together happening at the same time
0: and that's why that one felt a little cooler at least because it really tied all of those stories together that was my favorite one (laughs) i agree (laughs) but the doctor strange one i think just how dark it got in the end and everything is really what made it so cool it really showed you like this was a universe And you see it all the way through to the end because the universe collapses at the end and everyone dies. And that's pretty cool. And then the zombies one was like cool, but felt it like might be my least favorite one so far.
1: It was, I thought it was a good one-off. Like the Peggy Carter one was clearly supposed to follow like the events of the the first Avenger, but with, you know, but with Peggy Carter, which was cool. I I enjoyed It it. Um, same thing with T'Challa, it, 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 you know, you at least started at the same point and saw, hey, where does this go?
0: It branched, and that one right. had a lot of Which cool details, like right. Thanos being a good guy that has this My,
1: idea. The Collector ended up being hilarious. super badass. Yeah. Right. So, that was all cool. And then you got to the, what all the Avengers died, the what Avengers if all the were being killed Earth or whatever.
0: lost the mightiest heroes, I think is what it was.
1: And it just, like... I don't know. It was a cool setup. And then the payoff, I don't even know how to explain it. You know how like there's a formula for like Law and Order? <laughs> yeah. Where like the mystery is set up and then the, the the bad guy always ends up being like someone they met at the beginning yes. of the second act. Yes, like it seemed like this one was like, oh, here's this twist, but there was like no setup for the twist oh, to pay Hank anything off.
0: Hank Pym is Yellow Jacket now, like that's, right,
1: like it was like, just like there was no, they, they were they gave us these great this great payoff, but there was no setup to the payoff.
0: And I think part of it is because me. in Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk and Thor time period, we, I mean maybe shield knew of ant-man and hank pym and stuff but we because he worked for shield obviously but movie wise us as fans never really saw any connection to it so it's like in their heads it might be like yeah well they know that hank pym worked for shield and so like nick fury would know him and all that stuff but like it felt weird to us now Agent Coulson was hilarious in that episode, and him yeah. saying, it's an accurate description, sir, he's gorgeous, <laughs> like, <it> was hilarious <laughs> oh, about, about Thor. Thor. <laughs> but, but yeah, it definitely had one of the weaker full-on plots, I guess you'd say. Hmm. Now we get to Doctor Strange.
1: Doctor Strange it was just so, like, I don't know, I feel like it really captured the spirit of what if should be, where it's right. like one little thing changed and completely alter yes the events you know what i mean
0: and they do such a good job with dr strange's action scenes like casting spells mm-hmm. and they're flying and they're and so i think dr strange fighting is one of the coolest things
1: especially when he's fighting dr strange
0: yes exactly and they have like the same arsenal except maybe you know the evil one is actually more powerful at this right. point and so, yeah, that was definitely a really good one. And and it's really cool how, because it's a one-off, you're able to have him lose and the whole universe collapse. And then it was also cool how in that one they had that, like, fourth wall break almost, and the Watcher had a conversation with Doctor Strange. Right. And you got to see that kind of happen. The Watcher has... Probably the largest head I've ever seen on oh, a body. It's cool
1: because he's, get, he's getting more and more prominent. Like, you can see him in the backgrounds of shots and right. stuff like that. And he's he keeps saying, oh, we can't interfere. I can't interfere.
0: As if it's leading up to something. He's going to interfere. Right. Spoiler um,
1: alert, in the comics, he interferes constantly.
0: <laughs> I mean, it makes does he stop being called the watcher and starts being called the meddler <laughs> like the interrupter the interrupter oh man throwback for you you conan heads that's what the conan o'brien fans are called is <laughs> the conan cone heads. heads the cone heads so
1: it's an snl sketch
0: now zombies it's kind of funny because i had complained a lot of times about how we it's this what if thing And we keep just being shown rehashes of what we've already seen. And so now they do Zombies, which is the first one that feels the most original so far. And I didn't like it as much. It it was kind of boring. Which, I liked Spider-Man, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I liked Spider-Man.
1: I liked uh, the talking head Ant-Man.
0: Yes, that was hilarious.
1: I felt like it was a little bit not true to... Who vision is
0: it was more like in Wanda Vision when wanda created a vision that like was more was different than vision normally was but, but this was supposed to be the vision real vision was like i'm not here free. for this here's the one the biggest issue i had is they had it where scarlet witch is just full power mode like going nuts right and Hulk finally gets himself to turn into the Hulk so he can face off with Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. I want to see that face off. Yeah, it just cut away.
1: Well, I want to maybe s- they're I- keeping it for a uh, certain oh, for like the big Madness screen movie,
0: maybe. But I- that was just nuts. Like I wanted to watch that, and so it was definitely cool watching. You know, them have to get the train and like get there, and the twist that Vision was. Evil, I guess, but I don't know. It was, it just felt kind of like when it ended, it was just like the end. We, oh, yeah. we don't know zombie
1: Thanos that took over Wakanda.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? I also just didn't understand the zombies and... as like th- things that can think and still use the technology and stuff. Oh,
1: that was kind of cool. I thought
0: it just didn't make but sense. in the to me. movie,
1: didn't Thanos only go to Wakanda because that's where Vision was and he needed the Mind Stone?
0: That's a hundred percent right. So why yep.
1: did he go to Wakanda?
0: Well, actually, because they took the Mind Stone from Vision and flew to Wakanda.
1: But they weren't there yet.
0: It, it wasn't a time jump. Like, I don't It know. wasn't like, and then in the future, I don't know. It doesn't matter. The thing that I've been doing with What If that I like the most, by the way, is that I don't know what the episode is until I sit down to yeah, watch it. Yeah, me too. It. And so it's like, I don't know what tomorrow's episode is and stuff. <laughs> so we'll see what happens next. And we'll see if the what ifs get crazier and crazier or, or what, or what if, what if it does, what if it doesn't, I don't know, but it's cool that they have had more of like an overarching thing with the watcher than mm-hmm. I expected. I thought it was going to be so anthology based. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, that was one strange episode while Matt and I had a guest and the Matt was back weird episode, but there it is. Uh, you can find us on let's run that back on Instagram. Our website is let's run that You can email us at let's run that back pod at gmail.com. Next episode, we will be talking about James Wan's newest film malignant. And so now to sign off, you've been listening to let's run that back. My name is Cody. That's Hudson. I'm Matt. <laughs> We're two brothers who talk about movies as if our opinions matter. And we'll see you next time. Or maybe not. What if?